It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the most watched, most listened to, most viewed, most searched, most entertaining, loudest podcast in all of junior hockey. When we're not loud, we're informative. And when we're informative, we're always loud. And now I introduce a man who is both informative and loud after a small podcast restart because he tried to shake the very foundations of the internet with his booming voice. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to the podcast. What I want the folks at home to understand, and how does that sound, Luke? Does that sound pretty good? That sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, I do I do like that when we did the first run of it, you were very, very close to the microphone. <laughs> so I moved away. Yeah. Uh, I, I might have broke the microphone. Uh, but what I want folks to know at home, not only is this a rerun of starting this podcast, which we have we have no real content for. So you're going to get an, an interesting kind of look into the minds of Dan K and Lucas and what goes on in an offseason, what we're talking through, what we're thinking through, and maybe some advice for players on this one. But Lucas, not only... Did you have to intro this podcast two different times? You went with two entirely different introductions. So I feel like you've wasted a future introduction just because of, just on my account. And, and good for you, man. I mean, what, what <laughs> is it? Well, you know what it is, is my, so my mind goes blank. It is kind of, kind of the same way. Whenever I'm asked to give a speech, I never prepare it. You know this very well. Um, whether it is a, small speech to open a a craft beer exchange like i had this past weekend all the way up to potentially a groomsman speech at a wedding my mind goes entirely blank i look around and then i start talking and eventually the right words do come out um and it's worked well for me so far and and you know if it ain't broke don't fix it so i think i'm just going to keep rolling with it uh, for players out there, both past, present, and future, uh, if you are lucky enough to be a best man at a wedding, uh, definitely write it down. Uh, I'll yes. tell you this much. Unless you're Lucas Jones or myself, and you, you've got years and years of public speaking under your belt, and you know what the go-tos are when you need to get a good chuckle or when you need to get a good, a good tear out of someone. Unless you've got that in the Rolodex, write it down. I, I I have been at a league leading six weddings in the last two months. I will be at about 14 by the end of this summer. And I'm about two for six right now on good groomsmen speeches. So we got we to step up our game, folks, around the world. And we got to write it down. Then we got to bring it in front of an audience before we bring it out to the big crew. You know, you always want to you always want kind of an off-Broadway start before we hit the big stage. Here's your here's your pro tip, right? Because I've had to help some some people with their speeches as well. Unless you are, it's because essentially what we do is is a lot of improv. We joke around with coaches when we kind of hang out in our personal time that it is you're you're getting the show, but you're getting the different show because essentially it is just one constant yes and um, that makes the Dan K show continue on. And for speeches, if you're not kind of semi-trained in in public speaking don't write out the whole speech write your cliff notes because you will get lost if the entire speech is written out word for word you'll try to look up at the crowd you'll look back to your notes all of a sudden all your note cards are on the floor you don't remember what you're talking about now you're panicking everyone's looking at you and uh 
I've been to that speech. That's not a fun one. So, you know, when you logged on to this podcast today, you didn't think you'd be getting uh, groomsman tip writing speeches. Yeah. And you always make sure to put down your cliff notes, because if you forget where you're at, your buddy Cliff comes by, he checks out his notes and he knows what to say next. That's exactly why we have our cliff notes. And, you know, Lucas, uh, they say improv's all about yes ends, but you always forget about no buts, right? There's no buts in improvs. The, uh, no, but uh, what we're saying here today is it's the off season right now. We're, we're kind of going through, I know from our end, we've had a lot of conversations with players and parents. We've had conversations with coaches and, you know, it's known as a silly season this time of year. And I know... A lot of folks get their decisions made early. Some folks wait till the last moment. Guys are going to camps all over the country. We're trying to make our decisions on where to play next. And uh, what I always want to remind people this time of year, stay the course, whatever that course is that you're on, right? It, we want to trust in the process of all of this this time of year. You're going to be sold a lot of bills of goods. You're going to be told a lot of times that you might not be in the right place, but we have to feel out where we're at right now, Lucas, right? We've we've got time. It's May 23rd as we're taping this thing. It'll be May still when we release this thing. We've got time to sit, to take our deep breaths and to figure it out. What we need to be doing is putting in our work off the ice right now, whether that's academically and continuing our schoolwork. If we've still got that going on, we're still on campus or we're still in school or off the ice in that weight room. We want to keep getting ourselves into shape. We want to keep recouping this time of year. This is our recovery time of year, right? We just put in six to eight months of hard hockey work. We've got to recoup. We've got to recover amongst all of these camps and different things you may be bouncing around the country to. Yeah, no, it's a great point, right? And uh, it it we are kind of trained. I've I've been told from from some friends of mine who grew up outside of this country that in America, there is very much a work to live, always be working, never stop working mentality. And, you know, and that's not good. We want to make sure we take our breaks, that we take our our time away from not just not not take time away from the game of hockey, but work when it comes to hockey. Right. So, Dan, what have you been doing so far this offseason to kind of hit that, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual reset button? So for me, it's it's kind of a a multiple avenue effort, right? Like for, for the folks at home who know Dan Kay and Lucas Jones and then the Dan Kay show, we travel a lot when we are on during the season, right? We're, we're on the road. I think this season out of 225 days, we're on the road for 164 of them. So that's on the road. That's planes, trains, and automobiles. It's Steve, Steve Martin and John Candy, by the way, Lucas, I mean, like, are you the John Candy or are you the Steve Martin of this story? I feel like you might be the Steve Martin and I might be the John Candy. I, I feel like somehow I am Steve Martin. I never would have thought that that would have been the thing, but I think that's what it is. We talk about banana-shaped and orange-shaped friends, but I, I think I might be the orange-shaped friend in that story. But but we, we move on. like We look at that whole work time of year. We're on the road. We're traveling. We're tiring ourselves out. We're not sleeping much. We're... Everywhere we go, what I always tell people to, to try to understand it, we love what we do. It's so much fun. But it's also, we're always everyone's first day. They might be our 100th day on the road. They might be our 35th day on the road, right? But we're always everyone's first day when we turn into a barn. So we're always trying to bring that first day energy so that they don't see that we're we're missing a beat, right? So when we get to this off season, you got to find something you love. 
for me, what I love is golf. I love the game of golf. I love being outside. I love feeling the grass underneath the shoes. I love I love a nice struck driver off the tee and nothing like draining a 50 footer to make you feel real good about yourself. So golf, do something you love, whether that's reading a book, whether that's getting out and running, whether that's going to going to the fish, the lake and fishing a bit, whatever your thing is, find something you love. You got to do that something you love. The next up, we have to continue to keep our mind on what the end goal is as we unwind in the summer, right? So we might we might need to get away for our mental health moment. We might need to give ourselves our space. We might need to move on from the game a little bit, but we do need to have our end goal. If our end goal is to be an NCAA athlete or to be a pro one day, there are guys still working in that moment where we're taking that breather. So we want to make sure that we take some time each day for a little self-reflection. Dan Kay loves to go down to Honeymoon Island here in beautiful, beautiful Dunedin, Florida, and sit down in the car and take a look at the water and kind of remind myself every chance I get of where I want to get to. Even when I'm in that moment, you kind of put yourself back in it for a short little 10 to 15 minutes self-reflection therapy right there. You get yourself back going. Then the last thing, it's just staying healthy right? Like we can take our breaks, we can have our moments, we can have our cake. But when we have our cake, we have to work it off too. I believe that's what Marie Antoinette said. She said, you're going to have your cake, it's going to go straight to your thighs. And and what we need to do is we need to make sure that even if our gym workouts not our 110% every day, we want to be doing something healthy for the body each day, something healthy for the mind, something healthy for the body, something healthy for the soul. It's basically the sisterhood of the traveling dance here. That's what I'm talking about. We get that triumvirate going. And it's just a great way. It's kind of that that holy trinity to keep ourselves pushing through the offseason, both towards a goal, but away from kind of the, the stressors that can come with a, a long junior hockey season. Yeah, I believe that Marie Antoinette phrase, I think it's I think it sounds better in French. I think it's getting a little bit lost in translation there, but ultimately that is that is the correct, historically correct phrase. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's uh, that's great. I mean, it is the the tough thing is, is everyone has to kind of find their own thing that they need, right? It's it's finding what works for them, listening to what they need, and it's 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 kind of tough too because you know you we obviously live in a social media world. You found us through social media, right? And most things we consume are are from a social media standpoint, right? And there are just there are so many different. We just at this point call them influencers on social media that claim that the only way to to live a healthy lifestyle is to be up at 5 a.m., right? To to be up at 5 a.m. and run two miles before you look at your phone. And, you know, that is I, I saw one the other day that was someone saying how they crammed 21 days into a seven day week. And it's because they sleep for six hours a night and they have three six hour days throughout the day. Um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You can't just divide up time however you like. Um, but what it, what it does, unfortunately, is it kind of warps and twists the perception of what we do, right? It, it makes you think that by, you know, sleeping in until seven 30 or eight and starting your workout, then that you're somehow, you know, not doing it right. Or that, you know, if you're, if you're not constantly filling every moment with something productive, as opposed to just, you know, sitting on the couch watching Netflix for a little bit, that that's not okay. Right. These are, these are, are things that are extremely personal to everybody. And and I think extremely variable for myself. It's the way I've kind of wound down after the season is by kind of cleaning up, 
cleaning up my apartment, right? Getting literally getting my house back in order, right? Being gone for so long, what happens, right? You you throw a bag of clothes down on the ground, you wash what you need for the next trip. You throw it back in there, you go, right? You've got, I've got cables scattered to the wind. I've got a phone that somehow won't start, won't charge. I got to go deal with that now, right? So you've got things that you've put off because of workouts, of hockey games, of for us, it's traveling. And so now a good thing to do is to kind of get that, get that in order. I'm not necessarily a big, I'm not necessarily a big needer of wake up, make your bed, first thing accomplished. But I think that there is something to be said for waking up and doing something productive right off the bat. My thing this summer has been to continue to get uh, back in the shape that I was and then go a little bit farther than that. Um, And that's just making sure that I'm running at least a mile and a half a day. More is fine, but at least a mile and a half somewhere in there. Going to the gym four or five times a week for at least a half hour, 40 minutes. Life gets busy. Sometimes you got to squeeze it in. But I can tell you that going for 30, 40 minutes, running for at least a mile and a half is certainly better better than nothing. Um, but the big thing for me has just been to to try to continue to clean, um, to, to get things a little more organized, to straighten up and make sure that that, that, is, that is going well. One thing that I've constantly been taught, Dan, I don't know if you've also been kind of taught this throughout all of your studies, um, especially as you deal with the the sports psychology side of things a little bit more than myself um, through your experience as an athlete, is this idea that your your surroundings influence your um, your own mental state, right? So like a, a a dirty apartment makes a disorganized mind kind of a situation, right? A chaotic car makes you stressed out while you're driving. Um, and I certainly feel like that applies to myself. May not apply to everybody, but it it is certainly a, a low level frustration when you know you you kick a, a box or an XLR cable on the ground, right? When you're walking through it late at night with some of the lights off, or you get in the car and you see your Dunkin' Donuts cup from the day before, and you're like, ugh, and you're annoyed, but you're annoyed at yourself. So I think I think that's one thing that maybe we can maybe more generally applicable than I first thought when I started talking about this, just little things like that that can kind of build over time. Yeah. I don't know how many XLR cables these kids have at home, but everyone should have at least one XLR cable (laughs) just in if for no other reason than if one breaks while the Dan K shows there, we can, we can have you run it out to the rink. I'll tell you this, any player who shows up to me this season (laughs) after this podcast with an XLR cable, I will pay you for the XLR cable, (laughs) but no. So, what I loved, one of my favorite pieces of advice that, I, that I've heard is it was actually from Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. But you, you look at what, what he talked about, Lucas, and he talked about the power of the list, right? And, and he has a list that he puts together for himself for each, each day, each week. And he'll sit down on whether a Sunday or a Saturday, whenever it gets about 10 minutes, it's not a long list, right? He puts together what he needs done each day of that week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and and he'll granular it down to wake up. And that's his first thing on the list every single day. Wake up. Fair point. When he wakes up in the morning, he's already, he says, the first thing I've done, I've opened my eyes. I've checked something off my list already, right? And and I was listening, I, I love Ted Lasso, right? And he and he talked about there's two buttons he never wants to hit. And it's the snooze and it's the panic. 
right? And those are two things we have to remember in life. We can't hit that snooze button, man. When we, when, if we set an alarm to get up for a certain time, it's time to get up. When our body opens up its eyes, right, that natural wake up that we get, whether it's 7 a.m. or 10 a.m. or 12 p.m., I don't care when you sleep to, when we get that moment to wake up, we get that moment to start the day, let's start our day, right? Those are the little things we can do. It's, it doesn't matter if you're working out at 4 a.m. Like you can be Coach Hankel and, and be the hardest worker on the planet at 4 a.m. And that's incredible, right? But maybe you're a guy who waking up at 4 a.m. will ruin the rest of your mental health for the rest of your day. It's okay to wake up and be that same warrior at 9 a.m. You can be that same warrior at 11. You just got to be the warrior whenever you get into that mode, right? We have to have our warrior mode. We have to have our, our sensei mode. We have to have our calming mode. We have to have those moments in the day where we know what we're trying to go for and what we're trying to accomplish. And, and the biggest thing, Lucas, you talked about your surroundings. Like that list can help with your surroundings. Maybe that list, one of those things you got to check off is cleaning the apartment or cleaning the room or cleaning the car. Like, that list could also be, you know, you might not care about how messy it is around you. That might not mess with your mentals. It might be something as simple as like, I got to get to the gym today or I got to get a slice of pizza today, man. I've been thinking about pizza for eight days and it's just ruining my mental health because I'm out here eating salads every day and I need a pizza. What You can you can get there. But also when we talk about our surroundings, you can talk about the sports psychology of it all. I haven't gone back to this in a while, but Lucas, you've heard this a million times. It's the crabs in a bucket, right? This time of year for our young athletes, you're going to start to get outside the locker room, right? You're no longer in the locker room now. You might be back at home. You might still be in town, but you're not around a lot of the guys you play with. And, and you might be around different groups of people that you're hanging out with that they have different sights set on different opportunities or different goals, or they might not have sights set on goals at all. And you're sitting in a hockey world where each and every day, we're trying to work towards that end goal of NCAA hockey or ACHA hockey or, or college or whatever our next step is, our next job, our next whatever. Success on the ice. Crabs in a bucket. What do you mean, Dan? What I mean, and this is something my favorite thing I've ever been taught. I was taught it by a sports psychologist when I was playing baseball. It's the idea of if I catch one crab, Lucas and I grew up in a beach town. We caught one crab on the dock and you pop that thing in a bucket that thing is going to get out of the bucket the moment you walk away. It'll climb up the side of the bucket. It'll pop itself down on the ground. It'll know exactly how to get back to the water. It's gone. You've got zero crabs. I catch a second crab and I toss it in that bucket with that crab. They will never leave that bucket till the end of time. It could be the most shallow bucket. It could be the biggest bucket. Why? Those crabs will panic. Maybe not both of them, but one of them will panic. It is a natural move by the crab. And they will clamp on to that other crab in that bucket. They will hold them tight and they will not let them go. The only chance that crab's got, there's a video of it online, will be to cut its own arm off just to get itself free from that other crab and out of that bucket. It has to hurt itself just to get away, just to get free, just to continue to survive on the path it wants to be on, which is that ocean and not in your dinner plate. Don't end up on a dinner plate. If you've got crabs in that bucket, and you don't got sea otters who are holding your hands and helping you float around and then swimming around catching fish with you. If you've got crabs in that bucket, you'll feel it. You'll feel yourself getting held down. You always want to eliminate those crabs from the bucket or else you're going to end up in a pot of boiling water. That's what this time of year is all about. It's about not just the mental, not just the physical, not just the soul. It's about the groups we're around. 
We're bettering ourselves each and every day. This is the most healthy Dan Show podcast of all time. This is like a Diamond Dogs podcast from Ted Lasso. That's what <laughs> this is all about. And, and this time of year, guys and gals, we can do we can do so much good for our game. Still, we can we can still better ourselves, and it's not always on the ice. For years and years, for decades, athletes played four sports, three sports, two sports, multiple sports all year long. We've gotten into this very niche market, and especially in the game of hockey, because there's so much money invested into this game to be able to play it as a young athlete. It's important sometimes to remember that just because the money is big doesn't mean that our personal is smaller. We still need to understand that we matter, that we got to take care of ourselves, and that's how we continue to battle. And and it's exciting, man. This time of year, everything's, everything's possible this time of year. It's why everyone loves the draft. Because the NHL draft, the NBA draft, the NFL draft, the MLB draft, all it means is, man, maybe next year, maybe next year's the year. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, I think we have had to put so much of a focus on it, right? And this is, is, is it a, a, a check-in? Yeah. Is it advice? It also seems like it is, but I think it's because you and I have realized that we needed to put so much into the season that on the flip side, there needs to be so much recovery on the back end, which is fine because we obviously choose to do the Dan K show every year. And that's because we, we love doing the Dan K show. We get a chance to, you know, maybe try to help some players and make life a little easier for parents and, and make things a little bit more fun. And we get a chance to do that again next year. Um, this is your now mid roll plug for any teams, parents and players out there who may want to bring the Dan K show to your rink. You can, you can do it all the time, but only until June 7th, can you do it for half price? We are trying to fill our calendar as early as possible, and we're giving you the incentive to do so. So reach out to us instead of the thousand dollars per game that the Dan K show normally charges, which gets you your promotion on our website, which gets you the game coverage, which gets you the bench interviews, photography, little post game video, little interview at the end of the game. Now it's just 500. So, and now one choreographed dance from Dan. <laughs> Dan, as long as you're doing the choreographed dance, that is fine. Although somehow I feel like I'll get roped into it. Um, so DM us. Let us know when your dates are. We'll be we'll be kind of collecting everything. We'll be getting back to people. If the dates are open, we'll lock it in. It'll be a great time. And we'll be ready for it. Certainly once we uh, once we pick up all these stray XLR cables and continue to go to the beach for a little bit. Dan, I I feel like the other thing that has been really interesting this summer is from the perspective of me trying to not be terrible at golf. One of the things that I've realized is that the nervousness about being really, really bad at golf is the reason why I'm bad at golf. And I think I realized this our third round down in Florida um, where I think you had said you, you gave your advice in the form of got a couple of stonemasons on the putting green today where we're I just blowing golf balls past the hole. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, why are my hands so tight? And then I looked at my shoulders and they were up near my ears. And that's, yep. that's not how you're supposed to, to play golf or go through life. So, you know, just relax a little bit. And you realize that you're actually much better at things than you think you are. If you just stop putting all that pressure on yourself and allow yourself to perform, you realize you're actually pretty good at most things. Um, so that'll be be my last little bit of advice here and i mean there hasn't been much in terms of the usphl in terms of huge one-off news um at this point 
but there's been a lot of very little things that have been going on. Uh, a lot of player signings. Um, we've been retweeting them. If you want to keep up to date, honestly, with the amount of player signings that are coming through the USPHL, uh, commitments that are going to NCAA, even some of the youth programs we work with, you got to follow the Dan K show at the underscore Dan K show on Twitter, because essentially whenever a team tags us in something in any one of those categories, we're going to end up retweeting it. So you can fill your feed with the, the ins and outs of, of what's going on in the recruitment world. And the big one in the, in our backyard, Dan has been uh, coach Mike Stanaway heading over to the Connecticut junior Rangers, who has been absolutely making waves adding player. I think every player he's added has been at least 50 points scored in their last season or two. He is building an absolute powerhouse in the premier and the Connecticut junior Rangers, which I got to imagine coach Jim Hankel is thrilled with at the NCDC level. Yeah. We have way too early predictions. This is a way, way, way too early (laughs) warning to the USPHL and NCDC world. I'm going to tell you right now that at least as of May 23rd, if I were handicapping NCDC and USPHL premier hockey, I would tell you, that the Connecticut Junior Rangers at both levels are my early favorites for the cup. And that is that is how big of a piece of news I think that addition of Mike Stanaway is, the work he's putting in, what he's got going on right now. He's even got his own logo that he made, little S in the flying. Love it. Love what a it. job. He's, he guy knows how to brand himself. You, you just There's so much going on right now in this game. It is so exciting to be a part of. I'm excited to watch it. And like the the biggest thing, Luke, you talk about your golf game is kind of the, the one last add to to kind of the the competition factor of it all, right? And the, the sports psychology factor of it all that we want to focus on this time of year. One of the biggest things that I had to learn as as an athlete, as a pitcher, right? As a pitcher, you're on a you're on a raised piece of ground in the middle of the field, and the game starts and ends when a ball leaves your hand. Right. So you are you are the the yes, there's a clock today in the MLB, but you are the clock. Right. Even even within those confines, you are the person that dictates what's happening on the field. So when you do get nervous and you think to yourself, I don't want to be a bad pitcher. Right. You can't just go out there and hunch those shoulders and throw. So we have to learn how to compete in all the realms of it. I always loved we had our we had our distraction pen days back when I was in college. You'd have a day where. Guys would get access to speakers and microphones, and they'd stand right next to you in a, in a cage as you threw a live batting practice with no L screen in front of you in a 70-foot-long batting cage to a bunch of monsters trying to take you yard or in a batting cage, take it right back up the middle and try to drill you with it. Like Those moments, that is so far outside the norm of what you're going to experience in your sport in that, in that pitching world that the big moments seem smaller, right? When you finally get out on the mound, when you'd be in front of the crowd, when you'd have that student section that that's rolling, uh, let's say, big liquid-filled implements out into left field <laughs> because it's considered off a of campus. I won't talk about this school and, and what school I played against, but and those guys are hanging out. You've got about three fraternities that uh, have learned a lot about your background. Um, and you're trying to, and you're trying to pitch in a big game coming out of the pen. So like that, that's the kind of stuff you never know what your, what your day to day is going to look like. And that's on the ice and that's off the ice. You never know how it's going to look. You want to plan for all things. You want to put yourself in some uncomfortable situations doing the thing you love or the thing you want to accomplish so that all situations seem more comfortable as they come up. But 
That's exciting. I'm excited about what this season's going to have to offer. Lucas talked about hiring us and bringing us out to games. Get on that right now. You got till June 7th to get a 50% discount on bringing us out to games. If you're a parent and your kid's signing with a team, text them right now. I heard Dan Kay and Lucas Jones, 500 bucks only. That's You guys got that in the coffers. You got 500 bucks in the coffers. Bring out the Dan Kay show. Bring out the most watched show in junior hockey. Lucas, tell them about the Desert Cup before we get to our parting words. Yeah, the Desert Cup right now, accepting signups. They are a high-performance hockey tournament located in Las Vegas, Nevada, which means that there's a couple of benefits to it, right? It is it is a destination that attracts scouts, right? So for, for the young players that are interested in getting some more visibility, that can be an event where, you know, you get to you get to have that visibility. You get to see yourself in front of people who are there to see you, but also to, you know, have a little bit of draw. If you're in 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, and 10, those are your divisions. So an 05, 06 division, 07, 08, and then 2009, 2010 men's divisions. And then the women's division is 06, 07, 08. So we have both men's and women's hockey being offered here. It's in its ninth year. It's not some new tournament around the block. They know what they're doing. They've got their operations down. People who are invested in the game of hockey, people who wanted to make this tournament the best that they could because they've seen other tournaments not live up to what they've offered, right? So games are scheduled throughout the day, giving families an ample chance to kind of explore Las Vegas and explore everything that the city and the surrounding area has to offer. The pricing includes five-game guarantee, 15, 20, 20 with stop time, a jersey, pant shell, game socks, and a Desert Cup gift, including the welcome dinner, which is a part of the festivities, is all included. If you want to register, you can go to www.dankshow.com, click on the Desert Cup link, or just add a little backslash with the hyphen desert hyphen cup. That'll take you right there. We'll be posting those links all throughout social media all month long between May and June. Come on. It's Las Vegas. We loved Las Vegas when we were out there. We're excited to go back. Hey, there's two things I always want, depending on where I'm at. If I'm at a hockey showcase, I want an ample chance to be seen. If I'm at a Dairy Queen, I want a sample chance to eat free ice cream. And those are two things that I know for sure. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Did you have that in the bag? Or Because I, I want you Half to know. I want you to know that I did not see your face while I was reading that because I was I was had my information in front of me. Is it the classic Dan K show? Eyes get wide waiting for me to finish because you've got something. I couldn't even listen to a word you said. I was <laughs> for the noise to stop. That was that was very much. I I went to full tremors mode and I was just listening for vibrations until they stopped. And I knew now is my chance to shine. I heard the word ample chance. And for some reason, I thought you said sample chance. And then I went, oh, well, good sample chance to be at an ice cream shop. Boom. Say it loud in the air. Go. Get it there. And that's Did what give, we They folks. give samples to Dairy Queen? I thought Dairy Queen only had like four flavors. going to be honest with you. I haven't been to a Dairy Queen in 15 years. I think it's bad. I, <laughs> I couldn't think of an ice cream shop that everyone knew. You just activated the entire Midwest. Once again, Dan Kay insults an entire region of the country. Dairy Queen. Garbage ice cream since... Whatever year they started. I don't know. The thing about Dairy Queen, like, 
what's up with the sampler food platter that is the the entire thing is just tan colored food where it's chicken tenders french fries and then they're like huh what when i want to polish off a five-piece chicken tender and a pound of french fries what do i always want with it i don't know two slices of gigantic texas toast why not who is eating that meal and why you like coleslaw maybe something with vinegar in it like to help with the already a pound and a half of fried food why texas toast what are we doing dairy queen figure it out that's what raising canes is Raising Cane's gives you the Texas toast. Never been there ever in my life. Here's the thing. What I've, the inside scoop that I've gotten on the Dairy Queen sample food platter is that it's not terrible. It's good enough to be kind of a thing where you're like, man, I'm hungry and there's a Dairy Queen. Yeah. But it's it's not meant to be like some real gourmet nonsense. I will at least give it that. I've never had it myself. I will never have it because I think every time I want chicken and bread, I'm just going to go to Raising Cane's. Um, but only because we don't have a Bojangles up in New Jersey. So, Parting words. I mean, maybe mix in something besides toast. I love <laughs> Texas toast. Um, it's for the whole episode, not just the Dairy Queen. <laughs> maybe. I mean, honestly, that's that's what what my health plan has been for the last year and a half, maybe mix in something besides bread and pasta. Um, good move. I had bread and pasta <laughs> last night. I had, I had bread and pasta last night too. Hey, <laughs> have a goal. come on. Two Jersey guys separated by 19 hours of driving, but zero amounts of pasta. Oh boy. Yeah. A couple of heirloom tomatoes threw them together. Got it. So it was at least a little healthy. It wasn't actually healthy, but yeah, we'll go mix in a vegetable. You guys go mix in a vegetable. And, um, We'll see you, I think, next time. I know Dan's got some parting words, but uh, yeah, you're closing me out. (laughs) All right, later, right, right. No, I mean, if if one of the things we love is you is everyone at home interacting with us. So if you're listening to this podcast and you go, man, that was that I didn't like that at all. I wish these guys had something to talk about. Well, DM us. We'll talk about whatever you want us to talk about. You can even come on the podcast, probably. My word of the day or my phrase of the day: pay your dues. And and I'm not talking about your dues when it comes to your hockey team or your dues when it comes to anything of that ilk, right? What I'm talking about is as we grow up, as we grow up from young athletes into adult athletes, as we grow up from from boys into men and and girls into women, right? And and, and everything in between. and And we grow as we are in this game. What we need to understand in life is we pay our dues. It is not up to someone else to pay those dues for us, whether that's our time in the gym, whether that's our effort on the ice, whether that's uh, uh, our time in our lives that we go and have fun. It's not up to someone else to carry us to those moments. It's not up to someone else to bring us to those moments just because things are difficult right now. When it comes to putting in the work, the only people who can put in that work are ourselves. What we can do, we can go to other people with conversation. We can have communication. We can ask other people when the dues might be too high for us. We can converse with those people, talk with those people, find help for those dues. That's the good way to do it, right? We can't just dump those dues off on someone else and say, hey, carry this boat for me. We got to carry our own boat when we have the opportunity, we have the strength, and we have the power to pay those dues. 
this offseason, that's what it's all about. It's about paying our dues. It's about putting ourselves through the work that we know we can handle. If we know deep down we can handle, if we know we can get through it, no matter how hard it might be, pay those dues, ring that bell, pay that toll, and let's get to the next season. I'm excited. Remastered Sleep. 10% off at checkout. Dan K Show is your coupon code. Go to remasteredsleep.com for that. Uh, we look at uh, the folks at GMU Sport. You can get your protein powders. You can get your uh, your uh, all, all your goodies. You can get your vitamin supplements. You can get everything you need, your creatine, all the things that Dan K and Lucas Jones use in the offseason to try to get all the pasta out of our bodies. You can go to gmusport.com today and get access to that. Uh, Silly Salt Sprinkle on our next meal. Hockey Moms at Season Your Food. Uh, Body Trick, body-trick.com. They do a great job there. You should go check them out. Uh, when Dan K is on the mic, it's always hockey night. Don't forget about that Desert Cup. You better go sign up right now. Run with the Bulls, our presenting sponsor of the Pueblo Bulls. Who's going to carry that boat? Maybe that boat's made out of bread. Maybe yeah. that boat's two slices of Texas toast at the end of a chicken basket. Maybe it's a salad boat. I don't know. What kind <laughs> of boat could it be? It's definitely a bread boat. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.